Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nashonda Shines. Welcome to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. Listen, if you've heard by now, you know that I got introduced to the sport of triathlon via relays. So relays are so near and dear to my heart. It's because Leslie planted a seed in me. It was like, hey, you want to come swim on my relay team in 2009? I was like, yeah, but I didn't know what type of relay. I wasn't, I just knew I was a good swimmer, so I'll just do it. And uh, I saw this particular relay team at a race I was announcing. Uh, Northeast, was it Northeast race? No one helped me on that one, but it's okay. I saw this relay team uh, and I said, wow, this is what it's all about. And I know that they were a relay team because they're cyclists from an amazing group that was formed during the pandemic. They are the women's division of the KRT group, which is Kings Rule Together. But I have some queens with me on today. Queens that rule together formed a relay team and they participated in their first triathlon uh, back in August. So I would like to welcome to the stage or to the sound booth, Miss Rudy and Ajua. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I think Thank Rudy you. might I'm be here. Up. I'm okay. here. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you for such the warm welcome, Ashonda. We're excited to be here. I know I am. I'm sure Rudy is as well. Yes, um, very well. Very well. Looking forward to this. Yeah. Well, ladies, let's just get right down to it. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your athletic background. Were you athletes prior to biking or starting with QRT? Like, what's your background in terms of fitness? sports, et cetera. So uh, I can go ahead and get started. Um, again, this is a Jua and I have been, I've always been athletic. Like um, since I was a kid, I was always involved in uh, sports. I've played field hockey, softball, basketball. Um, running has always been a part of my life. So I've always run track. Um, I've run cross country. I was a hurdler and um even as an adult, I still uh, engaged in running activities. I would do the Broad Street Run in Philadelphia, different 5Ks and 10Ks. So I've always tried to uh, be active and um, include some level of athleticism in my life. Um, and then, uh, you know, as an adult, life takes over and you're trying to figure out, you know, where you can fit that in. And, um, you know, for a while I was going to a spin class um, at a local YMCA because they had childcare. I had children. So I was able to drop my, my kids off at childcare and then, uh, go to the spin class. And then I got, I became addicted to it. So I would go every day to spin and I actually really loved it. And, um, it became a part of me. And then some time had passed and I stopped going and I was just running and, um, the pandemic hit. And when the pandemic hit, I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't want to run with the mask on, um, you know, but I need to do something to be active because just I was becoming stir crazy in the house. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I decided to purchase a bike and the purchase of the bike, which I'm going to stop here and let Rudy answer, but we're going to talk about how the bike became on top, on the top of the short list of next athletic activities to be engaged in. But Rudy, you go ahead and talk about your, your background a little bit. All righty. So this is Rudy. Um, I pretty much kind of similar to what you have been active most of my life. Um, from sports, wasn't much to do in school, but play sports and do school. So, and grew up with five brothers. So I was pretty active all the time. Um, as I got into my adult years, got into the corporate world and just needed something outside of that. And just a little personal, but I lost my brother about eight years ago and I needed a healthy outlet. So running and going to the gym became that healthy outlet for me. And it just, I fell in love with it. And it just progressed into, I wanted to help other people. So I became a personal trainer. And then I just, I, I, I tend to want to just push the envelope with everything that I do. So it's always looking for the, the next, can't be satisfied. <laughs> so during COVID once, the gym shut down my husband got me a bike for my birthday and he told me about KRT um just doing my research on I thought I went to school with uh one of the co-start founders Karan and I found out that they were starting a Queens group which I joined and met a Jewel for the first time and I just totally fell in love with that it was just something new to push my body in a different way just mentally and then it just was peaceful to me it wasn't so um, much pressure put on it when it comes to lifting in the gym or it wasn't so much stress on my body as running was I was just able to just do it without thinking too much of it and yeah it was it was just very peaceful for me but yeah, that's just that's how I got to where I am today <laughs> Wow. You ladies have some really, uh, we're very, definitely very active. And Rudy, I have to say that um, I am so sorry to hear about the loss of your brother. I experienced that earlier this year myself, and I can see how you need something to have an outlet uh, to kind of, um, you know, just release some things. And uh, whether it's grief, stress, you know, it just helps you. And I'm glad that you found some really good, a really good outlet for that. And uh, I'm just so impressed with you ladies with KRT. Like you guys aren't just bikers. Y'all some like bikers, like y'all go hard on the course. And I love it. So talk about KRT and starting during the middle of a pandemic. I mean, when things are going crazy around the world and people are stir crazy inside and you pick up the bike and you guys start a group and go out on rides. Talk about that. So um, it's interesting that you term it that way because I um, just had like a documentary shooting and it was titled From Quarantine to QRT. So during the pandemic, um, I was in communication with just friends, like, what are you doing? You know, we're in the house, we're on lockdown, you know, what, what are you all doing to kind of stay sane and, you know, just keep your spirits up. And, you know, everyone had like their different activity or a different outlet. For me, I know, and I realize this as an adult that I need to be active for me to feel like I have personal balance. So 
that could mean jumping on a trampoline and engaging in rebounding. That could mean anything. Um, but I was texting this one friend and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I think I'm about to buy a bike. And I had considered purchasing a bike like four or five years ago um, because I was going to triathlons with a family member and I became interested and excited then, but it just wasn't the right time for me. So when I'm texting this friend back and forth, she's like, um, I think I found a bike and um, I'm going to buy it. So I'm like, if you buy it, then I'm going to find one and I'm going to buy mine and we can start riding. So I text her the next day and she was like, my bike will be here on Friday. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to go and get, yeah, I have to go and get the bike now because hers is coming. We talked about this. So that weekend I drove all around Philadelphia. I ended up in Middletown, Delaware, because my son and I, we literally were driving from bike shop to bike shop to see if we could find a bike that fit me. And it was a road bike. And um, we ended up at a bike line down in Middletown and they had one bike that was my size and it was an appropriate color that I liked. And I said I was buying it and I purchased it. My son took the front wheel off. He put it in the back seat and in the trunk. And we drove up and I called her and let her know I have my bike. When are we going to meet up to start riding? Our first ride was Juneteenth Day. So prior to that, I kind of took it out for a spin in the neighborhood. But like my first official ride was Juneteenth. And it was with uh, Yasmin Watson. And um, we would that ride. liberation. Yes, we would ride literally four to five times a week um, initially. And then one day we were going to take a ride from Maniac up to the SRT. So we met at the um, Cadence parking lot. And while I was waiting for her to come, Karan was um, in the parking lot and he saw me take my bike out the car and he came over. He was like, you ride? I'm like, you know, I have a bike. And he's like, you know, <laughs> you know, what are you about to do? I was like, I'm waiting for my friend. She's going to come. Um, and then we're going to take a ride up the SRT. So he's like, oh, OK, that's cool. He's like, you have a nice bike. And I was familiar with Karan somewhat. He's really good friends with um, one of my younger brothers, but I didn't know him. And I didn't really know a lot about his club. I just saw like they had a club. Uh, so once Yasmin came, uh, we all were talking and we were like, you know, you should start a Queens division. Like you need Queens, you know, it's only men. So he was like, well, you know, come out with us. Um, that was Saturday. So he said, come out with us tomorrow and, um, you know, see how you like it. So... She was like, are you going to come? I said, I guess so. So we came and it was myself, yes, me, uh, and three other members. And from that Sunday, the Queens were born. We did this ride up the SRT, up Umbria, to the Norristown Transportation Center, up to Valley Forge. And um, that was the first ride that we did with Kings Roll Together. And... It was just up from there. We were the official queens. And um, I must say it has been a little, like literally this month, um, a week ago, kind of marked the first year of the queens. So today, actually, they're having the anniversary ride. Um, and a lot has transpired over the last year. A lot of positive things, a lot of um, just... A lot of wins, a lot of gains, a lot has been learned, and um, it's been amazing. And it's nothing that anyone could have ever made up. We joke about it all the time, or we could have never guessed that it would have gone in this direction. 
But um, it definitely has been an amazing journey and it's only the beginning. Oh yeah. And for those of you who are listening, well, I mean, technically you are listening because you're, you're hearing the voice, right? So follow them. QRT Cycling on Instagram and KRT Cycling on Instagram, they are doing some amazing things and just community focus oriented. Uh, so definitely check, t- take some time and go follow them on Instagram. That's QRT Cycling and KRT Cycling. Um, Rudy, do you want to add anything? Well, just going back into my journey. Um, yeah, I mean, I, a Jew does summarize a lot of the same feelings that I feel also. It's just that I was putting a space that I didn't, I never thought that I would actually be in. Like cycling was definitely not on my list of things to do when it came to being active. You know, you just think you jump on a bike, you ride a couple blocks, that's it. Um, just again, being transparent, like someone my color growing up where I grew up. No, I never thought in a million years that I would jump on a bike and willingly ride a hundred miles. <laughs> um, and it's like, people do that. That's a thing. Um, I, mean, I can't imagine not doing it. And just the people that I have been able to surround myself with and the spaces that I've been able to be in, again, like you just can't make this stuff up. And I never thought that I would be doing it. And I just, I appreciate it so much. The spaces that I've been in, the people I've come in contact with in the cycling community. And, and it just, it, you know, completely leads into the triathlon life, but we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, just, you know, a jewel has became like one of my, you know, just, just accountability partners and someone to lean on. And, you know, I, I didn't expect that. And just other women that I've come in contact with and other men that I've come in contact with, it just, it, it's, it's become a part of my life. And like, I can't imagine not having my bike now. <laughs> yeah. Friends that, ride together and try together totally hashtag stays together so y'all better keep doing it I'm just so excited and you're right we all need accountability partners that's what teams are for you know your teammates to pick you up when you're down and vice versa and some of your best friends come from those groups because you understand what each other is going through you're riding together you're sharing stories together you're spending a lot of quality time together and it just really happens organically. But um, Ajua, I want to go back to something that you said. So you were introduced to triathlons from your family. Let's talk about that because you're not new to this. You're true to it. You know? But okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I had a, um, a family member, actually. Um, my ex-husband, he, he was a runner. And then he bought a bike. Um, he started riding the bike. He was really excited when he purchased the bike. And I didn't even understand that level of excitement then, right? I'm like, okay, you know, I see people cycling. I know people cycle. Um, but he was super excited about the bike and the kids and all of the different things that come along with cycling. I didn't realize how important all those things were. And then he started to, um, we had a neighbor and the neighbor, um, he did like Ironmans and um, triathlons. So he started speaking with the neighbor and the neighbor kind of told, started telling him about different pedals and things like that. And they started training together a bit. And um, 
I remember he was like, you know, I think I'm ready. He was training. And when I say training with intent, so I could tell that something else was going to come from all of this working out and like all of this training and preparation. He signed up for his first race and um, he was super excited. It was a duathlon. And we went to the race. I had um, at the time, my daughter was probably one and I packed her up early in the morning, you know, give me the address. I'll meet you there because he needed to go kind of get his mind together. So he rode, you know, on his own and then we pulled up and he had his bike and he had his kid and he was ready to go. And just seeing first, just the excitement that he had about engaging in the activity, it was amazing. Right. And then in addition to that, just seeing all the other people there and I'm like, wow, this is really a thing. And now I understand why you train so hard, you know, with this intent. And um, it really, like, I was happy that he found this, that he, he I could tell he really enjoyed. So I supported it 100%. And um, after the first race, you know, I'm like, when's the next one? And I'm not doing anything. I'm just watching, <laughs> but I'm like, so when's your next one? And then, you know, it helped me better understand, okay, why he has to train so much or, you know, why, why things are somewhat how they are. And just going to the races with him. Right. I'm like, this looks like something I could do because I was, I was already a runner and the cycling looked fun. Um, so I'm like, this looks like something I could do, but just not now because I have the baby. Um, and then I can't remember exactly when he started swimming, but he decided that um, he wanted to, he was going to do like a full triathlon. So he started going to swim um, classes and took swim lessons. And um, that was like, a regular thing as well. He just integrated that into his training regimen. And now we're swimming, we're cycling and we're running. And I watched him train and watched him train and watched him train. And then he, um, told me he qualified to, um, compete for team USA in Spain. And I'm like, what? And that was amazing because literally it was two years and I had no idea that in two years you could make, like you could achieve something like that. But I saw like, I saw his process and I saw his progress and it was, it, it was exciting to watch and it was inspiring to watch as well. So when I decided to get on the bike immediately, I wanted to tell him like, when I, when I got on the bike, of course I got a bike because now I'm getting ready to get in the mix. And then once I started cycling and, you know, um, after some time had passed, I grew to actually really love engaging in the sport. And I remember just thinking like, I get it now. Like I really understand where he was coming from just with in maybe a year and a half, he had bought three bikes. I'm like, what are all these bikes in here for? Like, wow. what is all of this? But he had to get a tri bike and then he had a bike that he used for climbing. And then he had, a, you know, his, his starter bike. So I better understand now, you know, what that was all about. And just like, just how serious um, he took it. But definitely watching him. And I had never even thought about the fact that I didn't see many women of color out there because I didn't see many people of color, right? So I'm watching him engage and I'm like, okay, you know, I see maybe one uh, African-American and obviously one maybe like um, other person of color, but I didn't see a lot of people in the races that I was going to with him. Mm -hmm. And 
he came home from a race that I wasn't able to make it to. And he was like, you wouldn't believe um, what I saw. And I'm like, what? He told me he saw a Muslim woman, an African-American Muslim woman. Yep. Completing, wow. uh, completing a triathlon. And I was like, who is that? What is that? Was it who I like? think it is? Yes. Yes. It yes. Was. And that okay. was years ago. And that's why this journey has been, it's come full circle in so many ways, because I remember him telling me about Khadijah Diggs and mm-hmm. I need, I, I'm like, pull it up. Let me see who this is. Let me see what she looks like. Let me see what she's wearing. I need to see this. And wow. Back then, I wouldn't have never thought in a million years that I would have the opportunity to actually meet her. And I did. And that's why like, I'm, things are how they're supposed to be. And I'm a firm believer in it's not always in our time, it's in God's time. And just being introduced to the sport by him, because that, that's exactly what happened. And then just kind of seeing how passionate and how excited he was about it, it inspired me to want to explore it. And as I began my journey to explore, that started connecting. I started meeting people and I have become more inspired to want to engage uh, and push into the space and be an active participant in uh, the tri space. So I hope I answered your question. All right. You did more than just answer my question. You really went into the nitty gritty of everything and why this is so important and role models are being important. Like Khadijah is definitely a role model for a lot of Muslim women, heck, Black women in general, of just how she's taken her career and gone to the next level. And so I am just Wow. I was sitting up here like, wow, mouth jaw wide open, like, oh my gosh, this is such a good story. So I want to get into you ladies doing this relay. And this relay, when I saw you guys, as I was announcing, I was just so excited because you guys were the only uh, women of color there. So I'm always getting excited because again, there's not a lot of women of color. There are a lot of us, but just not always at the same race. And so this particular race stood out because you guys did a relay. And as you know, that's how I got started. But Rudy was doing the swim for the first time, and it was such an emotional finish. So Rudy, I want to talk to you about triathlon, how you got into it, and what, tell us about this amazing finish and overcoming accomplishment that you did. Yes, I'm like, I'm laughing because as you're saying it, my, my eyes are like literally welling up, just thinking back to that moment, because when you finish you know, we just laughed about it the other day. When you finish, you know, it's 10 o'clock in the morning and you just kind of go on with your day and you forget what you've accomplished that morning. You know, you're, you go out with your friends, you see your family and it's like, oh, how's your day going? And you're, you're forgetting that five o'clock in the morning, you're pulling up at this race and you're completing this amazing thing. Um, but yeah, just my journey into triathlons, it's something that I had already made a goal to do, but I just didn't know how to get go through with it. Like, I just didn't know where to start. I couldn't wrap my head around training. So just a um, quick summary, um, I saw a posting for Black Women in Sports. They were um, doing a grant with Core Sports for Black Women in Sports and triathlon, triathlons. Um, So I went ahead and applied. I didn't even know how many grantees they would be. So when I got the email and saw that I was chosen, it was still wasn't registering until I saw the post on Instagram and it was only three names. It still wasn't registering. I'm just waiting for the rest of the grantees to be released. And like, oh no, it's only three. 
I'm just like, well, I don't know what I wrote on that application, but I guess I got chosen. Um, and that's where I met my coach, Fawn Spencer, who is an amazing powerhouse. And yes, she is. <laughs> I knew nothing about Fast Chicks. I knew nothing that we had a space um, for this. And I mean, they're, they're national. So as she trained me, you know, she just became so big part of my life for those three months that she was training me. Um, and this was again, virtual training. So she's just putting my things on training picks. I might call her. She might call me if she's seen something um, in my training that she needed to speak on. And the Philadelphia women's triathlon became a duathlon. So during this journey, I, I really wanted to swim. It's something that I never, again, like cycling, put into my life as if a to-do list. So when this came, I was just like, I'm going, I'm going to commit. I'm going to commit to learning how to swim. So I signed up for you. I do apologize. I'm glad it's going past me. Um, I signed up for swim classes. And... I just, at that first couple of weeks, I just couldn't wrap my head that this is, this is a doable task. And it was just mine, just keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. So then the Philadelphia women's triathlon became a duathlon and I called her and I was just so upset. I said, because I've been putting the work in these couple months and I really, really want to swim. So she, she's in Maryland. So she said, what well, do you want to drive to Maryland and do the duet, the Columbia triathlon out here? And it's a super sprint, so it's something that you can be comfortable doing. I said, you know what? Let's go. So I I just kept at the swim until the Columbia try. And I she said, the goal is to finish. You're not out here racing. The goal is to finish. So I got out there, and I made a goal for myself that you are not to stay on the wall for more than five seconds, and you cannot walk this pool. You have to swim it, whether it's on your back, on your side, whatever you need to do, you're going to get through this pool. And I did. And I finished the bike, finished the run. And in the midst of finishing, Fawn comes to me. She said, you're, you're a pretty strong cyclist. Someone needs a cyclist on their relay team in Williamsburg this weekend. So I called my husband and I said, well, this three-day trip is turning into something longer. That was Sunday. That following Saturday was Williamsburg. So he said, well, you know what? Go ahead. You've been training. I want you to go ahead and take a break. And so I went from Maryland to D.C. and then ended up in Williamsburg. And that's where I met the fast shakes. And that was just such a big part that I will just forever appreciate to just be around that many women of color in that space and I mean just doing some amazing things <laughs> like I just you know seeing them do the Olympic and just the energy that was involved with everything about that race um and again like Ajua just so happened to be there um, cause I, I didn't even register that she was doing that same one until that week came. Cause I knew she was doing a relay in Virginia, but I didn't know it was that one. So I said, oh yeah, I'm doing a, the Williamsburg. That's the one I'm doing this weekend. So we, we got to do that together, but yeah. So to, to just, I had went from no races to two races in a week. So when the, the Philadelphia duathlon came, that was also a different experience because it was a run bike run. So I had practice 
run bike, but not run bike, get back on there and run again. So that was that was a different experience and also just pushing my body in, in, in a new place. Um, so then we decided together to do this relay. <laughs> I then made a goal that I was going to get into open water in, by August. <laughs> and I made that goal. August 1st, I did my first open water training swim. That following week was the relay. <laughs> so I had only been in the water one time and I only went out to the second buoy at that time. So I really didn't even train to do that race, but I was committed. And we, we, we showed up that day and I went over to the water and it was just like, you're going to do this. And I had to talk myself into it. And it was just, you're going to do this. I had my support system there. KRT, QRT came out and they represented and they supported. You know, I had a Jew there and Jenna decided to be our cyclist also. And being in that water was something new. And I think the most emotional thing about it was halfway through, I honestly did not feel like I could finish it. And at some point, I like, you know, I hear them scream my name from the shore. And just again, just to be completely honest, I was just like, you know, I really didn't want to finish. At some point, a kayak string had like wrapped around my ankle. And all I can think about, I don't want my timing chip to fall <laughs> because if that falls, it ruins it for them also. It's not just about me. So I had hung on to the, the kayak and I wanted to get in it. <laughs> but two things were going through my head. If I quit, we're already in a space that other people that are not of, not of color feel like we shouldn't be in. And then if I also quit, other people of color would feel like we don't belong in that space also. And, you know, everything I do, I try to do with the purpose that is not just about me. It's so much bigger than me. So when we get in these spaces that we quote unquote don't belong in, you know, it brings more of us into those spaces. And that's something that I continue to appreciate to look around us and see that, yes, we were the only women of color out there, but we were out there, we were finishing and it was no doubt that we, we knew we belonged there. And yeah, it's just, you know, once I got to that shore and I was actually able to release, well, first I got to the shore and forgot like, wait, you're in a relay and you, you have to go back to transition. So I had like a lapse and you're at the shore. Okay, all right, you can't stop moving. You got to run to transition. So once I got the transition and Jenna was able to get the time and chip off my ankle, I just was able to release all those emotions and just come back to myself. Yeah. I, I do want to say, I absolutely love that story. And I want to just recognize that we do belong and we do belong in this space. And we just hadn't, a lot of us just hadn't been introduced to the space. It is a very welcoming environment. We just hadn't been exposed to it in certain areas and, you know, and just depending on where you live. Um, I've never, in my seven years of racing have experienced uh, an unwelcomed triathlon, no matter where it is. Now, there are people out on the course who don't belong in the triathlon world who will make you feel like it by honking their horns and saying and spilling you know, vitriol to you, but they are outside of the sport. But this sport is definitely very welcomed. I just think we haven't been exposed to it uh, or several of us haven't been, been exposed to it. So we don't. We we do, we are welcomed. And I, I just want to make sure I say that, but seeing you guys out there, 
you were welcomed and you did an amazing job. And we actually have a king rule together on the line, Mr. Al Smith, who was out there cheering you on and supporting you. So we're going to bring him in. But I just want to say you guys did a phenomenal job and you're right to release all those emotions when you had only swam for the first time in open water seven days prior to that race. Girl, you did the doggone thing. That was major. Open water swimming is not for the faint at heart. And the fact that you did it and you survived it and you lived to tell about it, it's only up from here. It's all the way up. Yeah, I don't own the rights to that song, but you know, I just <laughs> I had it in my heart. Just can kind of bounce with it. <laughs> Mashanta, can I just say one thing yeah. um, in regards to um, the relays and taking the opportunity to participate in the relays? Um, one of the reasons that, like, in my mind, from I think January, um, I was thinking about ways to get more of the queens because although we're a cycling club. Um, there are obviously like myself and Rudy and other queens that have other like additional like athletic ability. They can swim, they can run. And a lot of the queens weren't considering racing. Like they didn't, you know, because when you think about like road racing, you're thinking about like, um, you know, you have to go really fast and you have to, you know, have trained for years. And, you know, you think about crit racing and that's a whole nother skill level. So we were thinking about ways to be able to introduce more queens into a competitive space, but it'd be fun and feel, you know, inclusive and kind of just lend itself to um, team building. So doing some research on like triathlons and triathlon relays, it's like, oh, well, you know, we have multiple queens that could possibly be competitive in this space. You know, how about introducing these relays to the to the club, to the group and seeing, you know, who would be interested in um, participating. So like Aside from, of, of course, um, Rudy wanting to complete uh, like an individual triathlon and, um, you know, conquer her open water swim, et cetera, a, a main reason for the introduction of the triathlon relays to the club uh, as a whole was to really like promote inclusivity within the club, like helping other people find a place. And I know for a fact, based on what they've seen us do, based on what they've seen um, Al and his uh, his uh, teammate do, now more people are very much interested in kind of finding their lane in that space. And um, that's kind of what it's all about for me too. Like sometimes people, if they don't see it, then they don't believe it for themselves or they don't think they can achieve it but once you know you have a few people to go out and show you like this is what you can do and this is how it yeah. looks you know it's like oh wow I didn't realize it and then you know next thing you know they'll be out there swimming biking and running absolutely and exposure exposure is the key mm -hmm. I was actually talking to Leslie who introduced me to this sport and it was a super mm -hmm. emotional time and you know, it's because of her that I even knew what this sport was and was able to be introduced to it. And so keep introducing people to the sport. The more people that are introduced to it, the more people we can get in it, the more people we can teach how to swim, get them on bikes, get them fitted for bikes, get them the bike equipment they need, provide the access issues. We can grow in this sport and it doesn't have to be so sparse and we can have more people um, and celebrate diversity 
equity, inclusion, and access in this sport because it is a truly great sport. Al, are you in? Yes, yes, I'm here. Yes. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, Welcome. I'm great. So Al, uh, who I know from the biking world, I had happened to see him at a triathlon recently, and he always said he was interested in in triathlons. However, he did a relay as well. Tell us about that experience, Al. Uh, it was great. Um, definitely welcoming. Um, yeah, and it wasn't like super aggressive, like Joel was saying. Um, like coming from a cyclist, we think crit racing automatically and it's just such a dangerous thing, but it's, it's a lot more out there in this world than just that. And I, I do uh, give my props to Mike Ship because he's the one that definitely introduced me to this world. It's like, uh, once I met him, um, just a whole n- another endurance world out here. And I definitely appreciate that. Speaking of Mike Ship, uh, he works for a company that is definitely allowing access into this sport. And because I happened to see you at that race, Athletic Brewing Company was one of the sponsors. And so what they did was they sponsored relay teams. I thought that was an amazing way to integrate people from multiple backgrounds into that race. And so Mike Ship is very innovative in thinking outside the box. And this was just another example of how we can get more people integrated into this sport by paying for them to be in relay teams. So that eliminates the access issue. It eliminates, well, this is expensive. Hey, we got you. Just bring your, your swimsuit, your goggles, just bring your, your bike, just bring your running mm-hmm. shoes. We got you. I thought that was great. And a lot of y'all teams went on to podium. What? Yes. Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, it was great. Definitely a great experience. And now that I got my foot, not, not in the water yet, but um, I'm ready for to be full body in the water soon, soon enough. Oh yeah. So um, going back to a Jew, I mean, Rudy, Rudy, now that you've done the swim part, you know how to bike. When do you think you will complete your full triathlon solo? Um, I'm thinking about whether chasing this fall and maybe doing one in another state. Cause of course our water is getting a little colder than I may become. It was going to eventually get a little colder than I may be comfortable. And I would like to do some more open water swim before I throw myself back in. And while I did push myself past my comfort zone, we also have to discuss safety. So I would like to train before I go back and try to. Like Rudy, I was definitely impressed and inspired by Rudy and, and all the girls for uh, being, that was a, another first try experience for me. And I think that's when I talked to you and you was like, yeah, I want to do this. And yeah. it just warms my heart. Uh, just to see more people of color interested because they see uh, their friends doing it and they see how much fun it can be because technically it's a whole vibe. Like triathlon, it's a whole vibe. The music is good. I mean, I mean, maybe I had something to do with it that time. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. I've only been the the, the ones you've been a part of. So it's like, (laughs) I'm gonna just have to follow you and see all the ones you working. Hey, listen, listen, I'm going to start posting them, I think, more often. I'm doing two coming up, so I'll let you guys know where I'm doing them at. But yeah, uh, let's go back to Rudy. So tell us, Rudy, where'd you uh, go ahead and finish? Oh, yes. So 
I just want to train a bit more and just get myself more comfortable before I decide to finish at least an open water sprint myself. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's just the goal. I've set a goal and I'm just sticking with it. But yeah, the goal is to do at least a sprint this year. My goal is to do a Olympic by next year and possibly a half by next year. But again, let's just see where my training goes. I am a mother of three and I do have a lot of other things that I'm working on. So just being able to include all of that with training has been, um, you know, has created a lot more flex. I have to create more flexibility within myself, but it is very doable because it is something I, it's a goal and I normally complete my goals. I love it. I love that you're determined and you're like, I'm setting these goals. And the fact that you're looking to do a sprint in another state by the end of this year, I'm going to hold you accountable to that because I want you to be able to come back on TBL to give us the full scope of how it was to do a full try by yourself. So I'm holding you to it and looking forward to hearing that story. Ajua, when do you think you will get out and do a full uh, triathlon? Oh, Mashanda, great question. So. <laughs> As I said, I am currently deeming myself a dual athlete. However, um, you know, we never say never. So I have been encouraged to um, get back in the water. I took swim lessons years ago. I can swim. It's just not a um, sport or activity of choice. Um, but as I said, never say never. So what I will tell you is this. I will make an effort to get in the water just to kind of see how I feel as an adult. And, um, you know, if I swim the length of a pool and I'm like, you know what, I can keep going, then I may just do that and keep going. Um, until then, I will run, bike, and run. Um, however, it is inspiring to watch you and others um, <laughs> participate in the triathlons. And um, I'm interested. You know, sometimes you have to just feel the fear and do it anyway. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hashtag by any means necessary. I hear you. <laughs> I'm going to hold you accountable to that one lap. When you do the one lap, you let me know. And we'll just go from there because we have to have people in our corner who can cheer us on. And no matter what you're doing, if you're run, bike, running, if you are an aqua person, an aqua bike person it's all in the family, right? Mm -hmm. You're just a cousin and we, we want to bring you, you're like a first cousin to us. We just want to bring you in so you can like be our brother and sister. You know what I'm saying? But no worries. We are here for you. And, you know, swimming is one of those areas where it's not as uh, normal or it's not as um, familiar for people of color to know how to swim. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that you're willing to try, I am here for it. And I salute you. Al, to you, you have your quote unquote foot in the water, but not literally in the water. So tell me, when do you think that you will go out and have set for your first full uh, triathlon? I'm pushing for next year. Okay. Right? Next season. This way, try, try to get in the pool as much as I can this winter. Mm -hmm. um, like really dedicate myself to the pool. Um, and then once the, I guess the season breaks, uh, try to get in open water and just see how comfortable I am with that. Uh, like 10 times before I, <laughs> I move forward. <laughs> I love it. And here again, here's the deal. 
Here at Tribe Beginners Luck, we are here to follow you on your journey. We will be checking in with you. You'll probably get tired of me checking in with you. We want to show people that you're out here really doing it. So I'm going to ask for pictures so that we can post you on the Instagram page. And, you know, people, our community will be rooting you on because we want you to get out there and give it your best try. This has been so fun and so cool and so informative. And you, you guys have just really... Um, shown why it's so important and why representation matters. I think, I didn't think that this was going to be a diversity issue. I just thought, hey, just some people who I, I know who are out here doing epic things and doing great things are coming in here. I salute you, uh, Ajua and Rudy, because you guys are both full-time moms and you're out here doing amazing things in the cycling world, staying healthy. And because you guys are out here trying, your children will see that. And then they will be able to say, hey, I want to do that too. And so start them young, train them up in the way that you want them to go. And with Al, I'm looking forward to tracking you. I know I'll see you out there on the on the bike courses, but we're going to be tracking you to make sure that how you're doing during the winter training and making sure you have everything that you need so that you can be successful. This has been great. Anything, any final thoughts you guys want to add before we uh, sign out? I think you basically touched everything. I mean, representation definitely matters. Um, I see that like you've been doing this for seven years now. This is all new to me, but still in those seven years, it doesn't, I'm sure a lot has now. I'm sure it's gotten better, but still not at the rate that we would want to see it. So um, I'm just going to keep pushing for it. And I have to be out here. I can't push for something and not show up myself. So yeah, it is definitely going to be wonderful. And I look forward for uh, y'all holding me accountable to everything. Absolutely. Ajua? Yes. Um, I echo Al, you know, you, you just kind of summed it up. Representation does matter. And I'm um, just kind of um, underscoring the exposure piece, right? So as we continue to compete in these spaces, um, we are providing, we're exposing ourselves and then also us being present in those spaces are providing exposures for others. And, you know, we, we show people um, what's out there and then it encourages them to want to become actively engaged as well. And um, that's my goal to continue to be in the space so that I can pull others along to join in um, as well. And Rudy. Um, it's, it's, again, I feel like we all have the same feelings. Um, you know, representation just matters to me all around. Again, just for women of color, moms also, you know, moms of multiples, and just understanding that we can do it all and we can thrive at it also. And, you know, just breaking those stereotypes. And, you know, I, you know, I love that you touched on, like, we do belong in these spaces. But I feel like sometimes we feel like we don't belong or there's so many stereotypes put on people of color, of course, when it especially when it comes to swimming um, and being able to do it all. And just because we don't see ourselves there, sometimes we personally feel like this is not a sport for us. And I remember, it, you know, during the brunch with Sika Henry and she was going through one of her really hard races. And, you know, she said that to herself at some point, but it's like, you know, of course, we do belong here. We can do this and we can thrive at it. Um, or it could, again, it could just be for fun. It could just be just to keep active and just do something. And I think sometimes when we get into these spaces, they get so competitive and we feel like, oh, because we're not winning, we shouldn't be here. It can be fun. And this, it could just be something that you have told yourself you can push yourself through. And just to sum it up real quickly, I remember during my first open water swim, 
it was a man there and we were just talking about our wives and he was 62 I believe and he had just um beat cancer and he said who am I to live lead a mediocre life knowing God gave me another chance and that's something that will continue to stick with me also where we fight these bouts and we get through these big accomplishments and I personally don't want to live a mediocre life you know, I don't, not even call it mediocre. I don't want to be comfortable. I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's just the words I want to continue to live by. I love it. I love it. I love it. Again, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win. And that's the thing. It's not about going out there to place in your age group. You can have fun and win. Everybody wins when they try, right? Yeah. Well, that's it for us. We're wrapping up this episode. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.